If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, January 23rd. Um, it's a very mixed morning. So S&P futures are flat, uh, you know, down about one point. Europe is down about 15 to 20 basis points. Uh, and Asia was hit very hard overnight. Um, Hong Kong was down, the Hang Seng was down 1.5%, and the Shanghai Comp was down uh, 2.75%. So a few moving pieces this morning. I think from the perspective of U.S. stocks, nothing really changed a whole lot, um, but a few items are in focus. So yesterday, midday in the U.S., Beijing announced a quarantine around the epicenter of this virus. Um, and then in the last 12 hours, they announced lockdowns on at least one more city, and it looks like right now as we speak, at 5.15, they're announcing a lockdown on another city. So the quarantine is spreading in China as the government attempts to um, you know, uh, uh, halt the spread of this virus. So that obviously unnerved Asia. It's happening at a bad time in that the Chinese New Year holiday kicks off today. So the Shanghai comp is due to be closed for the next week because of this holiday. So there's a lot of worries about how the virus is going to halt travel. It's going to halt spending, et cetera. So um, that obviously is weighing on um, certain stocks in Europe, like luxury and travel names, and it's weighing you know, pretty much across the board in Asia. I think for the time being, the U.S., it's, it's kind of viewed as more as an isolated issue rather than, just a, rather than a macro overhang. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why you've seen relatively calm trading. So that's definitely the big um, macro story of the evening. Um, otherwise it's a relatively quiet morning. So you had, um, you know, just a couple of economic data points out overnight, weak Japanese trade numbers, strong Australian job numbers. You had two central bank decisions, Indonesia and Norway left rates unchanged as expected. You had China left one of their rates on one of these, um, facilities that they have in place. They left rates on that unchanged. Um, some are saying that's a mild disappointment. I don't really think there was a ton of anticipation that they would cut that rate. And it's also not you know, one of their more um, important rates. Um, so I don't necessarily think that's a real big game changer, but nonetheless, that's kind of being cited as one, uh, one of the more minor reasons why uh, Asia traded so poorly. Uh, the ECB is, is due out later this morning. Um, policy is supposed to be very, very innocuous. So you're not going to see any changes on the policy front. The ECB will announce though, the start of kind of a formal review of tools and communications and missions um, you know, this is sa- this is similar to what the Fed has been undergoing now for the last year. The Fed is due to announce the results of its review process in the middle of this year. The ECB's review is not going to be done until the end of 2020. So they're just going to announce this this policy review package, um, but they're really not going to announce any conclusions for the next 12 months. So you know, there shouldn't be a huge market mover today um, from the ECB, but you will see a lot of uh, you know attention paid to this review on um, the earnings front. Not uh, you know, again. This this earnings season is moving along very very slowly. So there was not a big volume of reports out overnight, but I think semiconductors are very much in focus. So Texas Instruments kicked things off last night with the report. Um, the December numbers were better. They guided March about in line. The qualitative commentary on the call was encouraging, 
Um, just talking about how in Q3 they saw you know a, a, a deterioration in end market demand, and then over the course of Q4 they saw end market demand stabilize. Um, so management certainly sounded more optimistic, more upbeat on um, on the state of business. That being said, um, you know I think stabilizing is is much different than kind of a sharp inflection higher in demand and earnings, which is kind of what I think the underlying assumption is in the market, given all the recent trade developments last year. So, you know, it's still very early. I don't know if if markets really thought that a company like Texas Instruments would be seeing the sharp uptick in business demand, um, you know, just essentially a month after uh, the phase one deal came into came into being um, or a month after it was, it was announced. Um, but, uh, you know, I, like I said, if, if all we're going to be seeing is a stabilization of the demand trends um, from over the summer and fall, um, you know, I think that there certainly will underwhelm the market over the coming months. Um, so, tech, that's Texan uh, Teradyne TER is a uh, U.S. Semi- semiconductor equipment company. Reported last night after Texas Instruments, very strong quarter, very strong guidance. And then STM in Europe this morning, which is kind of the European version of Texas Instruments, STM reported um, a better quarter than Texan just in terms of relative district expectations. So they beat on the December quarter and they also guided March ahead of expectations. So STM is rallying um, very nicely in in Europe this morning. Um, so that, that semiconductors will very much be in focus today. Um, given earnings. Otherwise, on the earnings front, there really wasn't anything else super major out of Europe. Um, and there were uh, you know, a bunch of names in the US last night too, all of which I um, summarized in today's Vile Dawn, um, but none that I would, I would say are kind of quote unquote macro in importance. Um, so that is a, that's the, the main rundown this morning. Um, on the calendar for today, uh, the real focus will just be essentially on earnings. So other the ECB is kind of the only major macro catalyst on today's calendar. You're going to get the press release at 7.45, and then you'll get the press conference that starts at 8.30 a.m. Otherwise, the main catalysts are going to be earnings. So just running through the, the big ones, um, you're going to get Colgate, Procter & Gamble, and Travelers out at around... Um, I'm sorry, you're going to get Colgate, Procter & Gamble, Travelers, and Comcast all at around 7 a.m., uh, you'll get American Airlines and Kimberly uh, KMB out around 7.30. You're going to get UNP United Pacific out at 8. And then after the close, the big reports are going to be Intel, Discover, and Skyworks. Um, so again, not not a super uh, heavy volume of reports uh, for today. Um, and then just quickly on tomorrow, um, you have a couple of events. So this is for Friday the 24th. You're going to have um, American Express, Synchrony Financial on the earnings front, and then you're going to get the Flash PMIs, which is kind of your first look at um, January data, Flash PMIs out of Europe, Japan, Australia, and the US. Um, looking into next week, so this is the week of uh, the 27th, um, You know, this is shaping up to be probably the most important week of all of Q1. Um, so this is going to be the heaviest volume of earnings. You have a ton of earnings out in the US and Europe. Um, you're going to get the first look at U.S. GDP for Q4. You're going to get uh, the Fed meeting on Wednesday, the 29th. And that, to me, is kind of the next real big test for this market on the macro front, um, where, you know, I've been saying for a couple of days at least, you know, the market clearly thinks that there is some form of QE underway. And it will be interesting to see if Powell kind of updates messaging communications on that front, because I don't think the Fed... Um, you know, I don't think when the Fed announced the um, the implementation of these repo interventions that they really intended on on uh, starting a quantitative easing process. So, 
you know, the market considers Fed accommodation to be much more than just the recent cuts. Um, and I think you're going to see Powell kind of try to push back on, on that notion next Wednesday. Um, so you have that, you have GDP, a ton of earnings. Um, you have the first Goldman analyst meeting. This is the first analyst meeting in Goldman's history next week. So all that is next week. Um, I have previews in, uh, on all of it in, in the vital dawn today, but next week is, is probably going to be the most important week of all of Q1. Um, so that is essentially it for today. Uh, thank you everyone for listening.